0: Hello and welcome. I'm Jill Martin, the host of The Morning Bell Podcast. Today, Luke and I are joined by Joshua Pomare. Joshua is a writer living and working in Melbourne, Australia. He's received and been shortlisted for a number of prizes, including the Ellen Kemp Memorial Prize, Monash My Place, My Story, and others. He is primarily a fiction writer, but also dabbles in environmental and travel writing. His fiction and non-fiction has been published in numerous publications both within Australia as well as outside of it. He is also the host of the literary podcast On Writing. In the media section, we chat about The Time Traveler's Wife, The Last Kingdom and Manchester by the Sea. For the topic, we chat about general noise that goes along with writing advice and writers' celebrity-like status today. I also talk about cool babies at the start of the podcast, so enjoy that, I guess. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me on the email mailbox at thepenofjoel.com. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to the Morning Bell Podcast. My name is Joel Martin, and we are at the Brunswick Street Bookstore back in Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you've probably heard approximately Two episodes, maybe more, from the uh, time when we were up in the Gold Coast recording at the Somerset Celebration of Literature. I can still say it. It's pretty good. It is a bit of a mouthful, um, but I've still got it on my tongue. And for a person that wasn't there, but still, it's good to have him on the podcast. I don't think you can talk really much about what happened there, Luke.
1: No, I can't say that I was there. Yeah. I was with you in spirit,
0: though. You were with me us in spirit we did talk a little bit about um the wheel of time robert jordan yes yes and we talked about your grievances against the uh (laughs) repetitive nature of that series so yes you did show up i did show up in cameo appearances that's right Uh, And those episodes. But for our listeners, thank you very much for listening to those episodes. They're um, they're doing quite well, and we had really good authors, so of course you'd listen to them. But um, we hope that you will join us for this one and for many more. We have a guest, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Pomare. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Fantastic to have you. So, I've got got a story, guys. Um, Story time. Story time with Joel. A new section of the podcast. A new section. Uh, we, we should actually make this a new section. <laughs> we should do story time with, you know, insert name here kind of thing. Um my story comes to you from Melbourne Tullamarine Airport where so so let's set the scene. We're going to the airport. Uh the highway uh is jammed up. You know, the M80 is blocked up. <laughs> uh, it's about mm, 2 we've been on the road for about an hour and a half. Usual trip to get to the airport is about an hour. Um so, you know, not really panicky, we find out there's an accident, four lanes are closed, traffic's not moving, another half hour passes, kind of kind of worried at this stage, because you're like, oh, you know, I have appointments, you know, I've got podcasts lined up on the day that I'm flying, and it's kind of close, it's okay, you know, we'll make it, I miss the flight, obviously, um, I get to the airport, and uh, I, I rush up, you know, um, suit and vest and, you know. All my kit and I I rush up to the the counter and be like, "Listen, am I am I too late?" And I you know I'd called up and everything and they and they said, you know, just go to the receptionist, and they'll be absolutely fine. You know, they'll try and let you on. I was like, "That's that's great." Um, So so I go up. It's Virgin, by the way. So here, FYI. Um, So (laughs) calling you out there. Uh, So I go up to the service desk and these and these people like, "How you doing?" And I'm like, "Really bad, actually." You know, traffic. You know, I gave my name to the reception, Joel Martin, and she's like, "Oh yeah, don't know." I'm like. Okay, but um, they said that you'd be able to help me get on the. She said, "Nah, it's closed." I was like, "Ah, just just closed? Like, no way!" And she's like, "Nah, no way." I was like, "Okay, um, how about, you know, re- refund now because it was an online ticket." Ah, right. So that was the first stage of my day, right? <laughs> You, could, you, could, you couldn't really get much worse than missing a, a, a plane. Two. Well, you could if you died. It's <laughs> a good start. It is a great start, <laughs> don't you think? It was, it was a pretty good start today. the day. So then, so then here, this is where it gets slightly worse. Um, I buy, I buy <laughs> another ticket to fly. And I was like, all right, it's an hour. I've got time. It's fine. So I get to the gate waiting. I think this can only go up, right? I get on the plane. <clears throat> and 737, so um, three seats on either side. There is two, uh, three kids on the plane, and the three kids are sitting on my aisle, uh, my row, and the row opposite me. They're the only kids on the plane. Uh, one is about <laughs> good six months old, maybe a year, so you know, it doesn't do well flying, I imagine. I thought, no, maybe this will be one of those cool babies, the <laughs> mythical cool baby syndrome. Uh, and I thought, yeah, this will be great. The one that everyone else gets to sit next to. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I thought, no, she won't, she won't cry. She started crying. She started wailing um, a lot for about half an hour. It was non-stop wailing. So, Isn't in it a my-
2: half hour flight, yeah, it's it's like <laughs> most of the
0: flight. Yeah, that's like most of the flight. It's a it's a two and a, two and a little bit hour mm-hmm. flight flight to the Gold Coast. Um, half hour, you know, wailing. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. Um, and the mother is, you know mortified, obviously. I feel very bad for her. I think, well, you know, it can't get really worse than this. Um, so you reach a point in your life, Josh, Luke, when you get to such a downer in one day where there's no way you can go but up. And I was in a plane, so I mean, like, you know, I we were already... Metaphorically. Yeah, 25,000 <laughs> feet above. But yeah, metaphorically, there was no way this could go badly. Um, we get... Uh, a, a little bit higher and uh, she you know, the, you know the baby keeps going um, I start staring off into deep space in a zen like trance because now I'm actually having a good time weirdly enough so this looks very odd because I'm sitting next to a baby and I'm like smiling yeah. quite oddly um, so so this is probably a, a bad look <laughs> um, and then the, the you know the, the kid starts playing around with my hand which is on the armrest um, And I think, well, there's two ways I can react to this. I could, you know, keep the baby calm by playing with the baby, who I don't know. (laughs) And this is probably, you know, crossing a few social lines here. Might draw attention. Might draw attention. attention. (laughs) 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 So how bad could this day get, you know? Um, Turns out mother was like completely cool with it. Baby calmed down instantly, started playing around with my rings and just... Having a great time, started dropping toys, and I, you know, I helped the baby and pick up the toy and then drop the toy. And you know what? That flight was probably the best flight I've ever had in my life, and that is not an exaggeration. I had such a good time with that kid. I was waiting for a terrible ending. I know I was going to throw up on you. I'll, I'll yeah, stay yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of ways that could have really gone. Really set that up. <sighs> like a, I really I like did. No No Yeah. yeah. Now this is not a tragedy. This, is, well, this is how you do not write a story. This is, yeah, this is absolutely not, because things go well.
2: <laughs> so, you, so one, they put you next to the kids because you bought the last ticket?
0: Probably. I didn't get to choose yeah, my seat, yeah. yeah so that, was, that was pretty entertaining. But yeah, like I said, you'd reach this <laughs> trance-like state where nothing ever hurts you anymore. You know, the plane could have gone down and I would have been fine with it, kind of thing.
1: <laughs> You've reached the bottom. You're going to go up.
0: Yeah, yeah. going to go up. <laughs> so, there you go. that's story time with Joel. Thank that's you for a, listening, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's pretty much the end class. of the podcast. That was incredible. A philosophy class <laughs> for the evening. <laughs> philosophy with Joel. Um stick with kids and you'll be fine. Um reach look, Zen. <laughs> how has <laughs> your week been? Oh, gee. Uh crazy.
1: Crazy? Crazy. Crazy busy. Crazy busy. I don't mm. know. It's also been tiring and I don't exactly know why. Weather? It's all it's one of those weather weathery uh weathery worky. Uh, Everything sort of thingies
0: Sure Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pretend like I know what that means Yeah Well, anyways Yeah. Uh, it's
1: been a lot of been tired I don't know if any of you have been tired this week But Plenty of sleep So Tired But I am cramming like 3,000 different t- types of words Into my head at, at any one point Of day So Reading what About six Seven books at once that's... Probably yeah, an all-time mm, top for me. That's... um yeah. As well as listening to, like, interviews and podcasts and, and things.
0: <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> and watching
0: movies. And, so you your know, brain space is I'm probably... Fried. I'm
1: probably frying my brain
0: space. Interesting.
1: But, uh... Yeah, you but go. you wouldn't expect to be
0: that exhausted, but I am. So that's all right. There you <laughs> go. But you hear and Maybe the conversation that's my will class. Is. don't listen to six or don't read six seven books, seven at, once books at one time that's as well as doing other things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But here, the conversation will rejuvenate you, and oh, you will leave course. feeling revitalized, revitalized and revitalized. That's right. Refresh um, for the next month. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> refresh. Re- refresh for the next two weeks before you come back to the next podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah which course. you're not on. It's Ian actually. So you know exactly so you will get tired again (laughs) but oh well um josh how about yourself how has your week been
2: Yes, pretty busy as well so um i've got a day job um so there's that but i've got a few deadlines this week um so yeah just i think it's always the end of the month for some reason um it's really busy and i'm usually recording close to the end of the month so it's just been yeah, I've been juggling a lot of things. I haven't been reading seven books, um, I'll admit, but I've got uh, I've got two or three on the go. Um, but I probably haven't been reading enough, to be honest, mm. the last couple of weeks. There's um, a
1: good non-fiction title in your um, in what you just said, Deadlines and Day Jobs. Ooh. Bingo. Bingo. There you deadlines go. Copyright. Deadlines as well as day jobs. Yeah. That doesn't sound as snappy. No.
0: Deadlines and Day Jobs.
1: I like that, though.
0: Yeah. That's good. Have to, no one like, would it's read it's that. An, he's actually writing a, it down. It's an autobiography he's, he's, even, though,
2: <laughs> even though we have a record of it coming out of my mouth.
0: Uh-huh. He's yeah, writing it down. He's right writing out. it down, yeah. He's stealing this idea, Josh. I you should he, copyright this <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> it's gone. All of a sudden, it's, it's a, it'll be, sudden be we your lose uh, the, uh, biography. Uh, we recording. Yeah, weird how that works. That no one's actually listening to this. Yeah,
2: so long story short, it's been busy, but good news, I've got a really awesome title
0: for my biography now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's always that. I've turned it around this week. Listen, The Morning Bell, <laughs> we fortune. provide great conversations. That's right. We steal people's ideas <laughs> yep. and their titles. That's right. Uh, and we leave them we'll make a living e- off empty <laughs> husks as they walk <laughs> out of the bookshop. But it's all good. That's all
1: part of the rejuvenating Luke process. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And some <laughs> people actually come back for more punishment like Andrew McDonald and Michael Pryor. Michael they just Pryor. keep coming back. And well,
1: he's, he's got, got too much to give. I mean, you can't.
0: That's true. You, you can't, true. You can't really <laughs> exhaust Michael Pryor. I think he's an unending well you know <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a there was multiple analogies i could have used there but i was like now nah, let's just let's just keep going <laughs> i can only get so awkward on this podcast so actually talking about awkward let's let's push the push the boundaries a bit josh <laughs> yeah um, i ready so people people ask like who's the who's the uh next guest on the podcast before you came on yeah and uh i i forgot your for, forgot your name was a mind blank and i was like Oh, you know that handsome dude on Twitter, and they were like, "Yeah, that's that's hard," and I was it's like, "No, I, it was very awkward all of a sudden." Yeah, I get, I get it. I get yeah, it. do you see how this? <laughs> do you see how this works? That was a nice segue. This is commonly
1: his description, so don't <laughs> worry. this is
0: yeah. Th- I, that's true. I do. I do um, batter it on thick. Um, but and no, cool. and then then I was like, no, it's actually not Andrew McDonald. It's <laughs> Joshua Famari, <laughs> <laughs> very handsome man. Yeah, uh, that's right.
2: Contrary to popular belief, I actually. Exists in the corporeal world as well. Yeah, um, That's a good thing to hear. So, yeah. Um, I'm I'm less active on Twitter now. I didn't actually expect you to
0: turn up, Josh. Like, I actually thought... Just <laughs> like just put on phone yeah. and just <laughs> ask questions and it'll just tweet at because you. Because I listen to your podcast. It's yeah. kind of that weird... And I actually think this is a real thing. Like, you listen to people, um, but you actually don't see them talking. Mm. So, actually, when you see them talking for the first time, you're just like, you're weird. It's a little bit
2: <laughs> like when you... I, n- I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like when you when you see someone, it's like the opposite to this. But you see someone and you imagine their voice. Mm. Yes. And then you hear them. You're like, you are the weirdest person I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. At least you had that um, visual. This photo yeah. of when I was at my absolute handsomest at yeah. My wedding. Um, I'll never be that handsome again. I will say I like your other photo too, though. The what one before it? that. This is this is very very awkward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So anyway, uh, I have this folder of mine. <laughs> um,
2: good. I can't remember which one it had.
0: You had Sonny's, I think.
2: Okay, yeah,
0: it was good. He, he'll remember
1: articles of clothing too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I probably will. Yeah,
0: I
2: hope he's got a photographic memory. That's. Uh, I really hope that. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> thing is, I forget people's. I forget people's um, name. You know, I, the phone numbers, all this kind of irrelevant stuff. Let's be real. I forget, but. If they wear a sweet suit or if they have sweet sunglasses, uh, these things bulging biceps, you know, keep going. Are the, you know, that's pushing it a bit, you know. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is not that kind of podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, let's move on to the media section as we usually do and talk about what we've been watching and filling our eye holes with. Luke, how about you start us off for this section? Talking oh, about eye what holes you've been well, uh, yes. That's a. Well, I watched
1: The Time Traveler's Wife.
0: That sounds awfully familiar. What? There's a book as well,
1: right? There is a book. I think so. There's actually a book, and there was a movie. Who's, Who's in it? Who's in it? Oh, gee, I never remember actors' names. Um, did he have a oh, suit of cute t- um, good um, sunglasses? In for you. Uh,
2: no, I he acted. Go- in I like it. Whoever it is, I can't remember.
1: Yeah. Uh, What's that? <laughs> I keep forgetting the name of that movie that. Features an Israeli hit
0: squad. You mean Eric Banner? No, keep going. Who well, was Eric Banner? I mean, you're talking about Munich, right? Yes. I think it is Eric, Eric Banner. Banner. Yeah. It's Eric Banner. Yes. It features Australian. Eric Banner. How was
2: yeah. it? How has it taking us the song to figure it out? Absolutely. <laughs> should have said the Hulk. I would have been.
1: Yeah. Edward Norton and then probably Edward Norton. Got yeah, to the you would have Banner eventually anyways. gone down the list. Yeah. So I always just go straight to Munich because I can't remember the name. <laughs> Eric Banner. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Eric Banner.
0: Um, I good. believe his Twitter profile also has good-looking sunglasses on it.
1: Of course, segue that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, talk to me about the film. How was it? Um,
1: uh, I, it was a good film. It was a very good film. I hesitate to say Artie because I always say Artie these days every time I see something unusual. You do, <clears throat> and it's getting my wife down as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was a fascinating film mm. that. I can't say a ton about the story because I was more interested in the topics that it had to, sure. to reveal. The story was still interesting. It was, I suppose you could say, a normal story mm. about somebody who meets someone he loves, gets married, has a kid, dies. Is, you know? Isn't that's this the, story. the
0: movie where he keeps like showing up in water?
1: No. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, he does show up in random situations and he does come back from random well, maybe situations. That's the, maybe that's the... Because the, the whole... <sighs> It's, it's interesting because they call it time travel, but I found that although he did a little bit of time traveling, it was more like teleportation. It's more like disappearance. And it was also random, which made yeah. for... Uh, I found that the, the the logic of the time travel was very hard to follow. And very, uh, so he and wasn't very, like in control of it? He wasn't so in control at all of the time travel, um, which made it confusing logically. I Now, I've, his daughter did eventually have some kind of control over it, but he didn't, so...
0: It's, it's curious because I think time travel is one of those subjects that in a lot of film and literature, it's very hard to, ha, to wrap your head around it, but also the idea that um, a lot of these stories just expect you to just take their word for it. You know, a mm-hmm. film like that is Looper, right? It's, it's one of those things that there's a lot of... Could have been such a great film. It, it could have been, yeah. I, I think it still is a ap- pretty average you know, action film. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, the concept was this... This again, like this time travel thing, and there's so many o- open um, holes in the. There's so many problems in the plot. This one didn't work. throw too many holes in it. Yeah. Like, it. it dealt well with it. It just didn't interesting. It it just had trouble presenting
1: teleportation as legitimate. There, sure. I think. Mm. Uh, sorry, time travel. Yeah, uh, the time machine did it well. Another book rendition in film. Isn't that um, uh, H.G. Guy Wells? Pierce? Well, I don't know, probably the actor but I'm talking H G. Wells sort yeah, adaptation. Yeah. It was probably Guy Pierce, yeah. yeah. Um In Time was a fantastic time travel film. I don't know if you've seen that one. No. I haven't. Uh, it's British, I believe. But um that deals really, really well with like how somebody who has time travel and full control
0: of it. Or frequency? A frequency? Is it a movie? Of. I haven't seen it. You haven't? What's the yeah. one
2: with um Will Smith? Is it Wolf Smith? No.
0: Which is oh, that's, uh, Ronde,
2: uh, deja, deja vu. vu? Uh, yeah, Denzel. 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 Oh, Wow. Deja My vu. daddy. Denzel. They're Will both Smith. fantastic Cut actors. The spit. Cut the spit out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're both fantastic actors, so I can understand. Um, but um, you, you probably got iRobot and uh, Deja Vu probably. Yeah,
2: stuff. yeah, yeah. iRobot is also a decent movie. Mm. was crazy about it. Pretty good. But hmm. that um yeah, that one's not bad.
1: I think they deal with
0: Deja vu was pretty good. Yeah. I time thought. travel pretty it, it was well done. Anymore? Anyways, Look. back to mm. back to that film. <laughs> <laughs> back to in <that> time.
1: <laughs> um so yeah, I did say that in time was a better yeah. rendition of time travel because it, it dealt with a more like this is what happens when you do control yeah. time travel and you want to do like great things for your family with it, right? But um and how complicated that can become. This one still dealt with the complications, but as as I said before Random, it didn't ha- it was random bad. um so I picked up like, a couple of i suppose we call themes I feel like I'm going back to like eighth grade or something picking up themes in a film but um <laughs> <laughs> one was that um oh there it goes uh, e- the that even a person with a mess for a life can want something solid to root them down, so it's like he's he sits around looking for he's trying to get a family together and he wants to hold a family mm. and he wants to keep his like daughter and and wants to wants to keep everything alive and It's very and normal problems very normal problems and but no, no, that's not that's not the problem. factor that I'm thinking of specifically, he just wants this root of something mm. that s- survives sure. continually in a non time traveling universe, yeah, so that he can keep coming back to it, even when he's you know, right, jumped okay. into the future, he can yeah. come back and there they are in that house, yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Um, and of course, the fact that he has this teleportation disease will inevitably mess up everything in the normal life as well, or at least tamper with it. Mm. So everything has like this infection of what what he's done to it and what, what 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 his time travel is doing to it. Yeah, Like he keeps appearing as like an older person then comes back as a younger person because it, it, different times of mm. his life where he has traveled so it's very like it can be confusing as to what he knows up to a certain stage. So say his future self comes back and you know, have a conversation about I don't know where to put the Halloween decorations then he comes back as a young person they've got no clue because he, he's never had that right? Um, so that was that was fascinating as well. And um, actually, one of the more interesting ways that he interacted with his family I found was. I mean, we're completely spoilers here. It's too late. I have no Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. People should to, know by. Uh, people us. know. <laughs> but I like like spoilers. or something?
2: Yeah. yeah, they yeah if you uh, haven't
1: watched yeah, it, I mean. That's your fault if you haven't seen it. But uh, one of the most interesting things was watching him interact with his daughter at a stage where she was older than when he died, so she could travel as well and he travels and and they kind of met up in the future and talked about how he died and how it mm. affected her and then he then gets to communicate this to his younger daughter as to how how to deal with it, which is another fascinating aspect i don't know mm. if i I didn't pull a topic out of that one, but it was a very interesting way to deal with time travel and and how he tried to hide it from his wife mm. and try to like bring people around his wife at the time of his death so that she wasn't alone for it um, and yeah
2: mm. you interesting go. you can tell it's so, based yeah. on, a, on like an just from your descriptions you can tell it's likely based on it's a novel it's based like, on a yeah. novel it's if it wasn't it would be much complex it's <laughs> complex enough yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and yeah. there's things that a regular movie audience probably you wouldn't care so much about that's mm. being considered, which generally doesn't happen, I guess, in screenwriting. If yeah.
1: it's just a screen script, yeah, a script, yeah. yeah. Interesting. There you go. Yeah. So it was fascinating. Yeah. Curious. Uh, if you haven't seen it in time, you should see it in time, though. Uh, yeah, it, it rings does a very bell. Well I've probably heard of time it, but travel. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Probably yeah, one, one of the best time, time,
0: time travel films I've seen.
2: Curious. Well,
0: I will give that a shot. Josh, what have you been watching?
2: Um, I should really probably be a bit more prepared for this. I've I've seen a lot. I saw um. The one, NASA.
0: Uh, Hidden it? Figures.
2: Hidden Figures. But I think like, you've spoken about that in a previous yes. episodes. So I'm not going to get into that. Um, but Manchester by the Sea?
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. With think, uh, Casey, talking about that? Casey Affleck. Yeah. No, we have not. Okay. I haven't seen it, but go ahead and spoil things. I'm going to really, really ruin it. For no, no, it's that, absolutely <laughs> fine.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, good. So, um, great movie. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it's probably my favorite movie Everyone hates it when I say this, but I, I loved Mad Max. It's probably my favorite movie since Mad Max: Fury Road, mm. um, which
0: people you're liking th- genre films, Josh. What's wrong with you? Come on, man! Know, you're on a you're on a literary podcast. Why people are we talk often? Um, think <laughs> I'm joking
2: when I say that? I think it's oh the score, the um, the actors. <laughs> oh, but I wish I could talk about Fury Road. but going to talk about um, <laughs> Manchester. See sure. my new favorite movie. Um, uh-huh yeah it's it's brilliant. I think it's again it's it's not from a book which surprised me. Mm. Um, it watching it is a bit like I don't know, it's the same sort of the, the thing I enjoy about great short fiction. Um, mm. I found like the dialogue um, was really sharp, and it's it's just like tight as a movie, um, which is funny because my wife thought she got bored at times. Um, so i don't know I, I maybe I took away a bit more from it than her or it, my mm.
1: viewing experience was a bit different but um, was it unusual writing or was it very or was it tending towards the cliche or um
2: no that that's the thing like it was um yeah they they avoided many cliches there definitely are some some in there but um mm-hmm. yeah it was pr- it was pretty fresh like i said i think the the main thing I r- loved about it was um the, the characters were really well-developed. Like, mm. they are awesome. Um, and I don't know, like, it's not often I watch a movie and I really care, really, really care about the characters and I feel, you know, I, I kind of inhibit um, them a little bit as I'm watching. So that happened and, again, it's hard to talk about without giving spoilers away because if you watch the trailers, it seems like nothing's going to happen, but things actually, lots happen. Um, and there's a cool interplay between the between the characters as well and it deals with some pretty um i guess interesting um themes as well about tragedy and grief and loss and stuff which i'm kind of interested in um so yeah i think i thought it was a great movie i know you like it when they say something bad but um (laughs) casey casey affleck um uh, what marvelous, was his incredible, performance. Was incredible his per- performance yeah I was about to say what was his performance, <laughs> performance like pretty was, good was, um, yeah it was wonderful he's a pretty outstanding actor though yeah. a lot of his oh, performances yeah, are yeah, on he's, point he's great um, yeah so he um, questionable, of questionable character um, would be my only criticism <laughs> which isn't really a criticism is it in terms of the performance but yeah. the entire, that's a discussion I guess we don't <laughs> yeah. have time to get into here absolutely um, but uh, reluctantly I'll say I was a yeah I I as an actor, um, I think in in that role he just fit it yeah. like a glove. Yeah.
0: I think it's curious uh, there was a um uh, a piece about Casey Affleck's um acting style and in comparison with his brothers, um and, and you know, standing as his own man, it's curious that his he he his roles tend on the darker side on a on a more complex character side. If you look at all the roles that he's played in his career, they're always conflicted characters, characters that yeah. are dealing with some kind of in a, um, almost tragedy, I suppose. Yeah. And that's curious. And I think he has a face, but also he has the, I think, emotional range as an actor to pull these roles off.
2: Yeah. He, like this role is so convincing. Um, you know, when actors can't escape a previous role, Yeah, like for me, it's going to be hard for, to see him in another movie. Uh, But I thought that about Bad Neighbors as well. You seen him in Bad Neighbors? Oh, that's probably his one. He's in that, right? Yeah. I'm not getting confused. Wait, wait, you're. You know the movie? Is it Bad Neighbors?
0: Is that the one where the? Is is that the one? I'm trying to think of his name now. I'm
2: dead. So there's two kind of douchebag guys, and I think he. One one has a kid. Yeah. Yep. So the neighbors they move in.
0: Yeah. Um, It's it's terrible movie. Yeah,
2: um, there's a few laughs. <laughs> Bad Neighbors Two is even worse. Um, but I don't, I don't know if he was in that. I, I, oh, I have Jesus, I've, I've done it again.
0: Yeah, it's a Denzel. So you can. We have a fact checker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh. we have a volunteer fact checker. Maybe go somewhere in the Pull it up. very it's large. A, okay,
2: if it's not him, it's someone's little brother.
0: <laughs> oh, it's yeah, someone. No, yeah, no. But let's just stick with it. Let's let's put the stake in and say that maybe. No, no. I've just realized who it was. It was James Franco. James Franco's little brother. There you go. I, I was and thinking I, James and, Franco and the in the back in my I head. I like yeah. flick,
2: and I don't care much for Franco, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Yes. As one of the stars. Yeah, it yes. should be. He should be up there. If 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 you call if you if you called the right title, it's Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, and Rose Byrne. Yep. He's yeah. He's not the certainly not the main. star No. One. Yeah.
2: But he's pretty funny in that Franco's brother. No, think about it. <laughs> Franco's brother slash Affleck's brother. Still it's, it's, really, it's really interesting, isn't Do it? Do they look similar? Like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's
0: going on <laughs> either. I, t- I
2: said it's been a long... Res- right? Rescue us, Josh. <laughs>
0: um, all right, well, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. The um, Moving on from Time Traveler's Wife to Manchester <laughs> by the Sea, and now I'm here to bring the discussion to a genre moot point. Um and the idea is that I'm just going to lower the IQ of this discussion by talking about genre fiction a little bit. Ooh, Ooh sure should man. I say that? Um so <laughs> so the thing is and yeah we make fun of uh literary and genre distinctions a lot in this podcast what can we say. Um let's let's talk about The Last Kingdom which is a uh show that I was looking forward to uh, upon its release a little, 2 years ago I think it was. Um And The Last Kingdom is based on the Saxon tales by Bernard Connell, which is historical fiction. Uh, And I dig that kind of stuff. You know, I I really like Connell's writing. Um, I know he can tend on the slow side for a lot of people. But uh, for me, I really enjoy the um, uh, delving into characters that are very easily mythologized and using um, their characteristics and... Uh, their personalities, and just exploring that a lot more. And I think he does that very convincingly with characters like Alfred the Great, a character that we all know but really don't really know (laughs) about. Um, And and he does this really interesting thing that he does with a lot of his historical fiction. Um, People would recognize Connell maybe on TV from the Sharp series with uh, Sean Bean. Um, So The Last Kingdom is based off uh, his books. And uh, season one was an interesting show that had a lot of, I think, unfair um, reviews directed towards it, in a kind of reductive argument, and the idea that, oh, you know, uh, Game of Thrones light, or, you know, <laughs> Vikings light, or, you know, I, re- I really don't like well, these. Well, like, Game
2: of Thrones real? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, no Game of Thrones, but actually history, <laughs> yeah.
0: like, uh, there's a lot of this kind of um, reviewing going on, which is kind of interesting to me, but... Hashtag reviewing. Well,
2: always gonna yeah, we're, we're always going to draw comparisons.
0: Yeah, we're always going to be natural in our comparisons, and I suppose that's fair, but I think the, the, I think the problem is when we go into the criticism of a show based on our um, expectations of what we want to see. And when the professional critics are doing it, too. Yeah, the, then that gets a bit interesting. Uh, so anyway, The Last Kingdom, season one, was uh, a show that bordered on the average, I think. Uh, the actors were good. Um, the the pacing was a little bit off i think they really didn't know what tone they wanted to strike i think they got alfred's character really down pat david dawson i believe is the actor for that and he's a very convincing actor and he portrayed alfred very well second season comes along first two episodes are out and this is what i'm watching now um i i this is the tentative hope but i think it um, I think their pacing much better. Uh, episode 1 felt very light to me, very uh, surface. We didn't really go into any motivations. We didn't really go into character building, which is kind of what Cornwall does really well. So, so really none of that happened. Then Episode 2 came along when I was pretty down on the show. Uh, and Episode 2 is, you know, <laughs> so many things happen in that show where I suppose um, the externals get focused on a lot for good and bad reasons. But in, in some ways, it's actually good to have things just pushed along a bit. Mm. Um, we, I think people can accuse a lot of shows of just dwelling on a thing for a bit too long till people just really don't care anymore. <laughs> mm. um, I think this kind of uh, lethargy affected the show Vikings," where we d- really didn't care if Ragnar was on a drug bend or whether he was going to reform or we just wanted him to do something. <laughs> So in, th- in this case, they really just solved that in the first episode. It's like, yep, okay, he's a mess. Second episode, things go bad for him. Let's see what happens. And I think they really kicked that off quite okay. well. Mm-hmm. As to whether the show will have legs, that's another question entirely. I think the identity of the show is different enough that people will refrain from the, uh, the comparisons too much. Um, and-, and hopefully the show will have a life of its own. The fear I have is that there are a lot of shows historically – um, based on, like, even in within mythology, like, Beowulf Return to the Shieldlands was an ITV show, um, and which was done very badly. Like, it was a really bad show. You just didn't care. And I, and I think that, no, I, I think they really did care. I think they really wanted to, you know, give no, this... It, it didn't care. Somehow. Yeah, and, and the show was just very, very light. And I use this word a lot because I think we just... It, it's a show that's like, oh, you know... Um, bad things happen, we fix the bad things we don 't care about what caused like the bad things so, yeah these these surface elements get focused a lot on these first seasons of shows, and they kill it because people don 't care um and and we don 't care about the characters and what, especially when the main character being the least popular person in a show, you know something 's going wrong <laughs> um, I think last Kingdom is much better than that and and hopefully it'll keep going so that that was what i 've been watching um and i yeah I, I really who Hope it does kick it hoop. I really hope. Uh, really going Canadian. I really hoop it uh, keeps it up. And, and what's that old boot? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's curious because I, I really like historical drama, and I and I want this to keep going. So that's my uh, that's my two cents. Also, I've been watching the the young pope, but we'll talk about that on a
2: the last last kingdom.
0: Yes, lost, the last. last kingdom. Give lost it a shot. Would be
2: cooler, yeah, yeah, it? yeah.
1: The lost kingdom. That'd be lost cool. Kingdom, the lost yeah. kingdom. I keep wondering there if you make like a real trademark. I'll
2: I'll no, 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 I'm taking that. You can, <laughs> what? Yeah, I wrote it down first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whoever's ink goes down yeah. first. I mean, The Forbidden Kingdom. You guys, um,
2: you again, probably talked about this a lot uh, in the past, but Game of Thrones, big Game of Thrones, guys?
0: Uh, mild. Mm-hmm. Mild. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. Well, but um, I've read them. I don't know. You've read them? You've yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where the showrunners bring Game of Thrones currently Mm -hmm. and see how they wrap it up.
2: Yeah, I've read, I've read the books as well but I haven't seen any of the shows but everyone else has and it's like, oh, Jon Snow comes back to life. I'm like, yeah. Thanks, guy.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> well, Thank you. Even, we don't it's even like know one if he time in the real <laughs> series. Probably,
2: you know, you, like you've kind of got one up on the creators. Yeah. Normally, it's the way around. Yeah, it always is. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah, it's really me Well, the me. thing is, we don't
1: even know what's going to happen with um. With the books. Yeah, the yeah. books oh, might I, just because like it it's be honest, split off, yeah. right? It's like uh, I knew
2: I knew he was going to die because everyone had talked about it. Yeah, so I only finished him recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I knew he was going to die because everyone like I like I hit the red wedding. You just need to say red wedding. I'm like, oh, they're going to get married. Okay. Uh, so, everyone's going to die. <laughs> Thanks. So, like, every, because there's these kind of, I don't know, these, these, they've got these names for these events that um, you hear them and you can't block them out. And you're yeah. like, well, I'm sure
0: nothing sinister is going to happen at the Red Wedding. Yeah. That was the one that really... Yeah, <laughs> the that, Red that Wedding is to just me. to do with the, you know, carpentry. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely nothing um, else. And so, the
2: reading experience wasn't... Mm. Like, I've been... I've had a, a strong you know, sort of emotional response to, um, to parts of the book where on the, you know, parts of the books where on the show, it might not have perhaps resonated so much. or It certainly wasn't talked about as yeah. much, um, which is kind of cool.
0: I think, I think the show and the book are very, very different things. Um, and can be enjoyed separately. Uh, like a lot of the, enough.
1: a lot of the series focuses on the lore and mythology of yeah. the world as well. Like you don't hear anything about In the, the um, yeah, about yeah. The, the, uh, Oh, I don't remember the, the the massive river. What is it? The Rhoyne? It's not the Rhoyne. I'm thinking of another river. There's a massive river that Tyrion is um, sailing a- along with the mercenaries. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have this huge mythology about the history yeah, of like what happens yeah. here and the people who were destroyed yeah, and the people who are living on there. That kind of stuff's not in the show. Right? Yeah, the and, and, and I don't think yeah. it's.
0: You know, with the type of show that it it'd is, it'd be difficult. To, it's very difficult to sort I of. Think. To be Ram's
1: honest, like, yeah. I think the show has turned more into like a medieval zombie film. It that's what it's turning like into. It's,
2: that's the thing. Like you don't. Um, people talk about like the. Um, they talk about the guys behind the war. I can't remember yeah. what they're called. Wild Wild um, walkers, walkers. Yeah. yeah, whereas for for the longest time, I thought that there was only so. There's people that come back to life, or mm. well, you know, zombies, so to speak and then there's the um, people that can reincarnate them, you know, like the bigger yeah, guys yeah, the white walkers, awesome. yeah so I thought there was only one type of thing so so because you're only using descriptions, they're not, like the only people who call them white walkers in the book are the characters like, yeah. you know, yeah. so because it's always just descriptions um, and because it was my nighttime reading I'm not necessarily as focused um, you know, when I'm reading it it's, it's, I was kind of I always just thought it was the same thing and mm. then by about say book five or six, was starting to realize, See that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I sort of, but you've got an instant sort of visual distinction yeah. when you're watching the show, yeah. Um, and I, I kind of like those revelations a little bit, like, yeah. You know, you know, you've kind of be, that's I guess that's the engaging part about reading is building your version of the world. Um, so I was really careful not to even watch ads or anything mm. for thing because I didn't want to. As soon as I saw Jon Snow. Like on a poster or something. Yeah. Someone said that's John Snow. It was advertising like perfume or something. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, so that's what John Snow looks <laughs> like. Thanks. Uh. Now it's completely <laughs> different in your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's two or three characters I've seen images of, like yeah. on social media, and I'm like, yeah, oh, come on guys. You can- yeah. you really. Can-? So, I, so I'm, I'm. I guess I'm a bit funny about
1: imagination. I'd rather being
2: impaired. Yeah, I'd rather finish the. If I ever watch the shows, I'd rather finish the the, the books. The, yeah. So I'm still obviously. The waiting for the last okay. one to come out. it's
0: it's curious a uh, f- final point and then we'll move on with this is that um I think speaking of your point Luke um the idea that the show has moved on to more of a you know mm-hmm. an epic fantasy mm-hmm. I, I think even with
1: I, oh, not I, not even that though it's like they've they've decided that it's going to be very specifically like a zombie series about the white Walkers, in, yeah uh, yeah it, it most it really most is, of yeah. these scenes focus on that and ignore all the little scuffles in Mm. the rest of the world which were so interesting
0: I think Mm. even within the books I think there is a slower bend but still Mm. a bend that the show is uh, the books are moving more to epic fantasy than they were at the start of the book um, I it's think it's like
2: historical, like mm. yeah, like it, it draws this, really heavily from like the French. Yeah, um,
0: you know, the, the, there's a lot of like War of the Roses going on, yeah. and um, you know, all the battles are historical. For and instance, yeah. yeah, and the battles, however, the, you know, I'll, and this is just you know, I just want to throw this out there yeah, because <laughs> I'm a bit pedantic when people talk about history. Is the idea when uh, it's like, oh, you know, th- this could happen in history? Well, no, it it really couldn't because no, no. the no. amount of the amount of deaths <laughs> in high ranking people. Has yeah. never happened. Like, I'm sure right now I'm going to get an email from a history professor that definitely yeah. watches all our episodes, <laughs> but who's going to tell me that it did happen. But there is no occasion in, like, for, the Wall of the Roses get gets brought up a lot. There's not a lot of deaths in the like, hierarchy.
2: Like, you know, yeah, monarchs. Just yeah, the tumbling. revolution
1: was pretty monarch-tumbly. Yeah, I yeah, think,
2: that, I think, I think, that's, think that's, he talks about, like, mm. he's, so he's obviously, you
1: know, amalgamated... A, yeah, but a lot of historical... He's, he's
0: put it all into one Even war. Even, like,
1: Hundred Years' War, I believe, was a lot of... Even within the Hundred like Years' War, they were
0: only downs and downs and major downs. figures that were yeah. affected and all very... And,
2: and, and, and keep in mind, like, this is... The Game of Thrones is over the spans... I don't know how many years. But exactly, but not it, it a lot. It is like a
0: commentary of all kind of wars It, it really and history, is more so. of a commentary, more of a caricature than rather than an actual... You know, this could happen because... The, the, like you said, the amount of span of time that passes mm. in the hundred years war is a little different to a couple of years yeah. in which and there's th- no, course, five kings yeah.
2: die. Like there's no, uh, it feels like for like, I, I certainly don't gain anything from it being, you know, if someone says to me, oh, this could happen that, to me, yeah. that's not what makes it great. Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't yeah, don't yeah. particularly care to be honest. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a well spun out commentary. It is, mm. plus it is. fantasy. Plus lots of food descriptions.
1: I don't let's remember <laughs> the food descriptions very much. It's I, funny because... It's, yeah, it's yeah. I remember that in Red Wall.
0: I don't remember that yeah, in... Good, good old Redwall. <laughs> oh my goodness. Splash from the past. Anyway, <clears throat> lots of tangents aside, let's move mm. on, ladies and gentlemen, to what we do best on this podcast, and that's talk about heavy-hitting oh. literary subjects. Um, no, actually, we <laughs> do that a lot. Uh, and that is... Uh, we're talking about... What we do here it's and I described this to Josh earlier it, it's a bit a bit of a funny topic because um let's analyze ourselves yeah, let's <laughs> analyze ourselves. it really is that uh people ask me a lot, you know. Uh, they ask me like who's your favorite author that you've interviewed which I can never really answer and or they ask me oh, know, legally <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> lots of angry emails later or or you know um, what's the best thing you've learned from an author or you know hmm. um, what's the experience like and all of these are good questions uh, and we, we could do an episode in just answering these questions but at the same time um, like I always do is go down the rabbit hole a bit more and you know a little bit of analysis later and a couple headaches and Panadols later you finally realize oh my goodness what are we actually doing Um, and so there's a little bit about that and I don't think uh, Joshua and myself are going to go home after this podcast and delete our archives of uh, podcasts (laughs) Uh, I mean who knows (laughs) but uh, at the same time it's more of an analysis on where writers are at at the moment within the public sphere and also talking about talking uh, mm. Talking about commentary, talking about um, the amount of commentary that's being released today. Um, at any one time on Twitter, I, have a, I see a retweet by a famous author. Like um, I see authors interacting with other authors. Um, knowledge uh, and, I suppose, words are a lot easier to come by these days than perhaps pre-internet, but even, even before that. Um, and I think it's getting easier. Also, the interaction between author and audience is getting you know, cl- closer and closer mm. these days. Um, uh, gone are the days of Alexander Dumas penning a novel and going across the world, but really, no one really meets Alexander Dumas. Um, now, it's very easy to go to a signing or to, to chat to your author or listen to a podcast or anything like that. Um, so that's the kind of discussion I w- I w- I'd like to have today. Uh, and I hope as the audience, I guess you can pick up about um, really what we're about, but also the idea of how writing is progressing, how writers are progressing. So that's a lot of things that I just mm. said all in the, all in the one. so a lot one. to unpack. Yeah, a lot to unpack. So let's jump around a bit and see what we can do. Um, first, first thing, I guess, which would be interesting would be the abundance of content. I'd like to talk a bit about that. Um, as a writer, is that helpful? is so much advice, really helpful. Mm. Um, we hear a lot about Stephen King and, you know, about what he says, and everyone's like, oh, Stephen King said this. Do you hear about this? Or um, did you hear about what Neil Gaiman said? Because apparently <laughs> what Neil Gaiman says is actually pretty smart. But, like, all this advice really is a lot of information to process. So let me go to you first, Luke. Me first. Good. So, um, right? yeah, do you find it overwhelming? Do you find that, yes. like...
1: It's overwhelming. I think there's way too much information. Mean, we've already talked about, uh, not not on the podcast, but people have already talked about how much just plain information. This isn't the authors, but you know we're we're more than doubling the amount of information in the entire world. I think it's every month, or maybe it's every day. I don't remember exactly, but it's it's crazy amount of information. And of course, there's a percentage of that that is authors talking and writers talking to authors and authors trying to respond to uh, to readers and and then them just tweeting and just posting, you know, I played a trumpet today or something, I don't know. <laughs> all all that stuff just keeps coming out. And so you can never really keep up to date with all of the authors around around probably even just Melbourne to be honest. Mm, yeah. That's just one city's authors that you can't keep up with. So I think I've found it useful more to find just a couple of authors that you are interested in what they do and what they have written mm. to follow. And then, you know, if somebody tells you, this guy said this, is that's great, you know, yeah, I'll keep following this guy. yeah. yeah. But um, because there's so much information, you, you can't digest it all in a day, let alone start writing if you're trying to digest it all day.
2: Yeah. I think um, you yeah, agree uh, to some extent. Look, I think so. there's a couple of things there. The first thing is... Um, so a lot of information obviously is just doesn't pertain to the writers in fact i'd say i'd suggest and again no data to back this up um but it's just like much of the information um is being generated by people um just purely creating content like Mm. instagram whatever you know um that that's still content um so i think there's there's that to to consider if we're talking purely about writers Mm. um it's, it's a bit, it's a challenge because it's, it's just a lot of it's, if we're talking about advice, a lot of it's just the same advice repackaged. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So even on, on the show, like on, um, on writing, like, like I always say, you know, what's and I probably shouldn't say Sit this, down but i yeah I'm like, <laughs> what, what you know, what's some advice, <coughs> what's some advice, you, you know, you, you've it's really unique, you've only heard or whatever, um, and it's it's invariably something i have heard yeah. before um and as i said repackage so there's only so much um good advice if you if that's all you're looking for but i think i don't know like people tend to look to engage with um writers because that's part of the experience of of writing um like if particularly if you're writing contemporary fiction for instance you um like you kind of have to be on your, your toes a little bit, like you're always engaging other riders, and I think that's that's not unhealthy. Um, hmm. Got your
0: finger on the pulse.
2: Yeah, it's it's really, again, a lot of time packing. It's quite quite challenging to answer, but I think I don't know. You, you're going to hear it, and everyone's going to tell you just just write. Um, if you if you want to <laughs> do that, keep it completely separate to yeah. writing. Don't think you're writing when, or don't think you're going to get better at writing at writing because someone's saying show don't tow on twitter or yeah. yeah you know like you, you, that's that's not. Oh, don't like wait you.
1: for their 120th tweet before you start writing <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so i think yeah. i think the, the trouble is um don't feel like be hard on yourself like don't feel like you you're getting better because you're doing rightly things and that includes tweeting and mm. reading other tweets or, or or whatever you know i think that's if any if there's any problem with this information overload i think that's largely it is is Feeling compelled to contribute to it and feeling compelled yeah. to engage in it. I th-
0: I think this kind of compulsion. Um, I think you've hit it on the nail, um, on the head. Because it's curious. We go looking for it. You know, we go looking for the information. Uh, you know, nobody forces information down your throat, unless of course you work in the industry and you know you're hearing about it a lot more. But I think as a as a writer, that you know, if you're removed a little bit, I think there is no compulsion for you to look for it. I think r- really. It it is a it's it's almost a good thing to have all this kind of uh, information, and then you can pick what you want and find people that you connect.
2: We should really point out though, always listen to podcasts. Like, oh that's yeah, it's going to make you a bit of, definitely. Do not yeah. stop doing that. Absolutely, uh, two in particular. <laughs> I think
0: we you know. <laughs> I, I forget the names now but you know that is
2: gonna make you definitely a better writer but other than that yeah yeah i just wanted to put that, that caveat
0: that's probably there. the most important thing you know like writing comes second but podcasts right Please up press there
1: the subscribe button beneath yeah. this recording
0: yeah <laughs> it's it's funny it's uh <laughs> it's really good morninggold.com.u um <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but yeah it, and i think this kind of information is is good in one sense i think getting caught up in it is a it's another thing all, altogether. Mm. I talk a lot about how I love Inside Baseball in writing. I love the idea of demystifying a thing that's apparently magical uh, and talking about the mechanics of writing. I think that's very helpful for people. Mm. I think it's very helpful for myself. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you can... There is a limit. I think you really just got to go out and do it um, and not get really too hung up about the systems yeah. around it. I think... Um, so, so moving on from that writers uh, you know regardless of the information that they put out i think it's changed because now um writers are no longer a wizard behind a curtain Mm, you know unfortunately
2: uh, it's a lot of more accessibility yeah Yeah.
0: people know pretty (laughs) much everything they really want to know about you if they take the time to to learn it um i think that there are a myriad of benefits but at the same time i think there are a myriad of problems that come along with this uh the biggest being that uh you find something about that person that you might disagree with or or they hold a view that's particularly um, upsetting to you. And that colors your version of their work. Um, a little Casey Affleck thing going on here, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit now, of a segue. He's so
2: much better actor now that yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now that I know he's not a bad neighbor, it's like, wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's so much better now. <laughs> and and I think, see, that that is almost a thing with, with writing now. Uh, you... The writer has to be completely clean.
2: Yeah. Well, there's that whole thing about like the art and the artists Mm -hmm. um, and and that sort of thing as well, which again, pertinent um, because Casey Affleck is probably a pretty good example. Um, So yeah, I I try not to be too disappointed if I love a book, but I found out the author is a Republican, (laughs) (laughs) which has happened. Um, Yeah. So I try not to be too disheartened, um, or, or, or to be honest, like I try to divorce the the brother yeah. from his work as much as possible. But in saying Definitely that, awesome you um, yeah. there's so much curi- like I want to know what offers look like. I never wanted to, you know, when I was younger. Right now, I have a habit of just googling an offer. It's mm. like, hey, what, what what this what this person looks like? Oh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, yeah. what, how does that change reading experience well it doesn't at, at all uh, but the, yeah. the fact I can like it's I don't know is that like voyeuristic like I want to yeah there's
0: there's an interesting <laughs> aspect to that um, with uh,
2: or like all like their age as well but I think that's kind of like as a writer you're like what you know how old is this person because this work is incredible I want, you know like you want to yeah you know, there's that but then natural. also
0: how old is this person because the work is really bad <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it goes both ways I yeah, it really could <laughs> um, yeah I it's curious the whole you know tearing of the curtain, because um, with access, there is also the, the, a, a really good writer, um, he's, a, he's a fantastic writer, China Merville, he um, hmm. writes fantasy, um, and he's very open about his political views, and it's very clear to see his political views in his writing Now whether that makes the book better or not, I would say better because you have a sense of a real drive in it's the like story. like
2: context as well. Yeah, there's, I mean.
0: there's a little bit of that. And, but I think even if I didn't know that, I wouldn't care. Because mm. I think whatever the, whatever the motivations or whatever the um, uh, desires or beliefs of the author, I believe it's irrelevant if the work is good. Mm. I think w- the work still should stand on its own yeah um you you can have bad ideas but you can express them very well and i think the expression as a especially with fiction you know let's just limit this to fiction um i think i think that's the only thing really for me anyway that matters is the quality of the content yeah that i read
2: well like thomas Pynchon, writes brings someone um like people still don't even know what he looks like you know he's a photo black and white photo from like 40 years ago or something (laughs) um so i guess he's proof you can have a successful literary but but then he's come from a place where that wasn't necessary like a twitter profile wasn't necessary or website Um, exactly Mm -hmm. yeah but then like even Cormac McCarthy's, what it'd be close to my favorite author um he's again pretty like reasonably Reclusive, reclusive yeah um which plays into his work like he it it aligns with what he's writing, like his protagonists are pretty much always you know reclusive, so I guess it's um it plays into that, it adds a bit of authenticity um and and character is always you know eccentric or his plot's always eccentric so <laughs> um so yeah, I guess like someone said to me recently, um you know like it's they were saying, you know you don't need a Twitter profile, but if you're writing if you like, so Anna Spargo Ryan, I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with her. So, she's, um, so like, her subject matter tends to be um, not necessarily like there's themes of mental health mm. or, or like socio, like commentary on socioeconomic um, factors and stuff like that. Um, and so, she's quite outspoken on Twitter about these things, which really align, like, that, that I definitely agree with that. Like they align that, with her writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. So, on that instance, but like, having you know, 100,000 followers on Twitter doesn't even guarantee you a book deal let alone guarantee oh, yeah, that, absolutely, you be, yeah. that you, what you produce is going to you know be like you could be tweeting about cats yeah you go and write a <laughs> bloody you know the next monkey grip it's, it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't translate like, no, like those people who are following you because of the cats They're aren't going yeah. to follow you over to the book the only instance where I guess that's refuted is um, Zoe Sugg have you heard of her she's a no mom. so she's, she's an insta celebrity got oh. a book deal a few years ago Turned out, surprise, surprise. Not, no one's surprised, but it was ridden But there's been ah. uproar for a period. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice. Um, it's called Girl Online. Uh-huh. No one bestseller before was released. All that yep. crap, really. Mm-hmm. Um, written by someone else. So anyway, that's I do disagree with because like you're not qualified to, to be a writer. You're not like the subject matter. You're not necessarily qualified to talk about. There's like you sort of cut your teeth. Like you still have to be. As far as I'm concerned, for me to respect you as a writer, like you still need to producing good content like you know what I mean it's kind of goes both ways I think with that
0: and and I think mm. with the with the social media presence as well um it's curious I was um at, at the end of most podcasts I usually give a time for the author to you know plug their social media links for people to follow them and um, again in that in-depth analysis which we I will doing, be doing' I will yeah. be doing right yeah but, we which which uh, will like I,
2: I'm saying I'm I'm prepared to be holier than thou, but um, look if it helps my career in any way, look I'm going to be plugging the crap out of this. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> go for it. Um,
0: <laughs> I think the the um, interesting thing with social media is that sometimes it can work in reverse. Where uh, listen, if you, if you're a well-known name, nobody cares if you're on Twitter. And, and nobody will fault you if you decide not to show up to any book signings or, or mm. um, uh, decide to go on a convention hall or attend festivals. Like, no, nobody really cares as long as the... You, for instance, Neil Gaiman, um, he, did a, he did his tour, his last book signing tour, and after that, he's just stopped. It takes too much time. Now, mm. nobody is going to be like, well, I guess I'm not reading Neil Gaiman. Like, I, I don't yeah. think that's an actual thought, but he's Neil Gaiman. Now... Let's bring it down to the, to the entry-level author who gets a book deal, um, just signs on really cutting their teeth on the writing industry, right? And their publisher says, you know, you should probably have a social media presence, um, which does happen. And, you know, you, you know, why don't you attend this thing? Or why don't you... And there is, a, there is an element where it's beneficial for the author. It really mm. is beneficial for them to be out and about. Now this yeah. didn't really happen very much before. There was a limited, you know, peer-based. You know, you need to be seen and all that kind of thing. But today, there's this um, almost a requirement for an author who's it's just an industry requirement. It is. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. is an industry requirement, but it's a it's one that's actually smart because mm. that does hike up the um, the popularity of the author. You know? the attention. Yeah. They come on everything. They yeah. come on our podcast, yeah. and you it's know, p- and
2: it's a big <laughs> part of. So, so for like a publisher. Um that's like that's their job to pr- yeah. largely to is to promote your promote perk. absolutely they, they're they kind of they're always going to drag you along to book festivals and so on and so forth, but like they're gonna be so much happier dealing with you if you have made some effort eth- yeah um, exactly um,
0: to self advertise
2: yeah and it's funny because um I had a story published recently, and this is i i I'm totally aware this doesn't happen. like this isn't the usual experience at all and um, I'm certainly not counting my chickens but so a a publisher contacted me off my website form um, saying hey I read your short story um, and a colleague of mine met you at the Premier Literary Awards I was um, wondering if you had a a novel like a long anything longer which is like if I didn't have a website Like something as small, you know, or or, or social, you know, some sort of way for this person to contact me—that that 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 never would have happened. So Mm -hmm. I think, so I think it's, um, yeah, it's important to have these things, but like that's not the—it's just keep in
0: mind that's not the focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And also, you know, I mentioned at the end that that you know we bring a lot of these new authors on the podcast now. uh, This is a little bit of self-promotion, maybe, but I think it's also good to be honest with. The purpose of this podcast. Now, this podcast was founded in the idea that we bring on authors um, emerging and established, and this is the email that I send to to a lot of authors, is I say emerging and established um, in order to contribute to a conversation, right? Uh, And usually the conversation has a topic that is focused around writing. Now, to help people who... Starting off yeah, for either reasons. starting yeah. off or people who are interested in the author and want yeah. to see their thought process, think it might help them. Um, we never set up the podcast to sell books. Yeah. It's great if they buy books. It's great if our audience goes and picks that author up and, and buy books. Um, and that's not to say that we haven't had um, people that maybe didn't want to come on the podcast because we want a promotion yeah.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: outlet. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like that, that's, an, that's another layer altogether where we actively go and canvas authors and bring them on because we really want to have a conversation with them because yeah. it's very healthy, I think mm. to engage and in dialogue. And, and this is, um, this is something that never needs to go away. I mean, the podcast might, but um, <laughs> we might die, but the idea is conversation and dialogue. And this is me getting on a diatribe here, you know, oh, okay, a okay. pedestal. <laughs> um, I think um, breakdown in dialogue in our society is the greatest problem that yeah. we could face. Yeah. Uh people of differing opinions. People all—it's like it's kind of polarized. Like it's better. Yeah. There's no
2: engagement. There, um, there is no engagement. Yeah. You right. could live like I was talking about this recently. I'm like, I think in the next twenty years, property prices in places mm. where you just want to live, like you, like no one wants to live in a shitty city. Yeah. Right? Like pl- property prices where you just want to live, and this could be in the middle of nowhere, is gonna. I think it's gonna go up as soon as like, bro- sooner or later, all you're gonna need the internet essentially yeah. like that's where the way everything's moving like and um and i think people can survive without a great deal of interaction with people they don't like don't know whatever mm. like we don't even really go to the grocery shop anymore like we offer our food online quite yeah. often like a grocery so i think it's this is a larger issue where obviously you're not going to yeah. have time to tackle it but i think there's that to consider it you're spot on in saying that breakdown of dialogue yeah um is a, is a huge thing but I often think like what why why can't you just record ten hours of podcasts <laughs> and just that's it, yeah. that's it because how much more time do you need? Yeah. but then radios <laughs> existed as a yeah. you know like it's it's it's,
1: it's like, like an ongoing current. Podcast, um,
2: yeah. yeah, and it's like people know what they want. Like mm. I like to think I've got a really small but loyal kind of audience. If that, yeah if, you know if it's not too self indulgent, I like to think that there's <laughs> um you know people when they know what they like they just want. More of that, so I think that's if we're talking about um, this information overload, and I, maybe this is cognitive dissonance. Maybe we're kind of justify <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing here, <laughs> but it feels like um, our information is better. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really do. <laughs> let's, let's agree that. Our <laughs> yeah, let's pat each <laughs> so like other on the back. Here, like yep. dialogue is. Feel. So you got a textbook. That's not dialogue. That's not differing opinions. That's one guy like talking at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. It's a sermon. Yeah, and it, it, it's yeah, and you're you're right in the idea that the reason why people keep listening, it's not just because they want more information. And and it, there's the, another analogy where it's the idea where it's you know, if you poke enough holes into you know a piece of paper or something like that, and you you dust them on a rice on top, a little bit of it will get through. But if mm. you just keep pouring yeah. rice, more will get through, right? It's just just the way it is. But it takes time. Mm. So maybe maybe you don't get something, the first off, when an author says something. Maybe it, it just bounces straight off and you're like, oh, um, I didn't really get that. But the more you're engaged with just writing in general, I, I actually don't think that there can be an informational. Yeah. You can if you get obsessed about it. You can get if you get caught up in the, in the yeah. minutiae of and it. And
2: as long as it's like a form of, Almost like a form of entertainment as well. Like yeah, exactly. I, I don't see anything unhealthy yeah. with that. Um, and I guess, again, talking about... So, this is all I know about po- podcasts. This is the first podcast I've done is, is on writing. So, um, I think, like, the other thing is, for for me, all I'm... Like, when I was... Start out, all I wanted to do was want to know... Like, ask ask the writers about what I wanted to know, mm-hmm. which is, I think, like... I was, and I, in my head, I'm thinking, well, there's people out there that probably want to know the same crap as me. And now it, it's um, I enjoy it so much, but it's also at the point where I realised that I people want to know about what it's like to be a writer. Yeah. Um. So at first, I'm like, oh, what's it like to get published? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those questions get asked. And yeah. then, um, because I got you fulfilled on that information <laughs> you move on I moved on and now I'm now quite often talking about like what's your tell me about your routine like who do you yeah. publish with who's your agent like quite often I'm talking as though I'm um as I'm like an experienced member yeah, of the yeah. industry <laughs> and, I, and yeah, in
0: some ways yeah. you are because you've heard like exactly you've like, been I'm, exposed I'm, I'm to that, that. Yeah. yeah and
2: I, it feels like that is again super self-indulgent I don't care yeah. um, but is, it feels yeah. like that's a, that's a journey like you can um you know like you It's still, even though largely we're talking about the same things, you can start off, um, you can listen to early podcasts. And I listen to, um, a bunch of different podcasts and that there's, there is a sort of journey. Like if you find them maturing. Yeah. 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 And if you listen to like audio books, like if you listen to a lecture series, you're going to learn, sure. And it's going to go through. And if you think of podcasts in that way, um, what tends to happen is you don't get what you're looking for because like it's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of mm. like a journey. Like you're going, you're going along with the, um, with the host. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is one of the funniest things. If you start in the middle of the podcast and then try the start again. Yeah. Oh, like,
2: Oh, what? Even like the intro change. <laughs> what you're happened? Like, what is this with? <laughs> yeah. Like I was still in learning <laughs> Spanish. mm Yeah. Like oh. a podcast. Yeah. I can't speak Spanish either. So obviously, yeah. it obviously it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I listen, I reckon probably no less than 40, 50 hours, like yeah. 40, 50 episodes or whatever. Um, and um, you'd think I'm fluent, but I'm not. Um, anyway, I'm like, so it progressively gets harder. I'm like, what? The, this, I was listening to a podcast from like 10 years ago. <laughs> like, what, what, what the hell's happening now? Still, <laughs> they're still coming out. So, so I jump forward and it's just like a Spanish current affairs. He's like, oh, I can't teach any more Spanish. So he's just... Oh, that's, that's so hilarious. hilarious. I was like, that's I'm so going to get to, um, I'm going to get probably three years into this thing. And then he's going to be like, okay, so now you can speak Spanish. I'm just going to... he talk in Spanish at least? Yeah, yeah. The okay, whole, the whole, right, so by then. the end, yeah. the whole thing's just Spanish. That's, that's great. Right. I just, Man, that's not, so not I jump, too bad. So yeah. to so I'm like, what the hell is he saying? Yeah. And like, <laughs> the, the, the intro's different. Like, even yeah. the, like he's got different recording equipment. Yeah. Like, he's, it just sounds completely different. <laughs> so mm. it's, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's it's funny because I, in my head, those podcasts don't work. There's only so much you can teach someone about something. If yep. you're being didactic like yep. or, or,
0: you know, if, you, if you're not having
1: a conversation. So the podcast should, you know, Stop and start a new yeah, right. branch or something. Do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's one thing that I find about podcasts in particular. When they when they've finished their subject, if they finish their subject, like if it's teaching a language or if it's I don't know, talking about all fairy tales in the world, for instance. Uh, as soon as that's done, it should branch off into something new, or, yeah, or start a new podcast. Or start a new podcast entirely. Like, co- like when you got it's a project, much, right? Once the project's
2: finished, a, it's finished. The commercial side of it, like yeah, I think yeah, as, you soon as, yeah. Keep as soon as your your they start making money, they're like. I'm going to start talking about Spanish current affairs. I really need yeah. to not stop
0: <laughs> yeah. doing this because this is too lucrative. Um, but this should be like you know same title, same This has pub- been very this meta- different. Title. This is I yeah. Like this it. is I, I, I like the whole yeah. This this is it's like we're
2: in a r- room full of mirrors. Like I'm like let's go. Yeah, on here? this is
0: the um, <laughs> the Inception podcast where we <laughs> talk see, about podcasting see, uh, about podcasting. Can, a can a we podcast plug like, a
2: podcast? Like do you guys, <laughs> what do you guys listen to?
0: I listen oh. well. One of my favorite podcasts, and I mean, this is not exactly a very uncommon thing, was Serial. I, I love great, right, yeah. Sarah Koenig's ex-
2: amazing interview. Yeah,
0: Sarah Koenig. Um, I adore listening yeah. to anything that she has to say. She has a very interesting way of communicating. Um, and and that's one thing. Uh now, as as enjoyable as this is, we we have tangent off very very far. However, I hope that this has still been very useful, ladies and gentlemen. The conversation has been going for about an hour and ten minutes, um, so I'm going to artificially cut this short with a razor blade. Uh, Josh, uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. It was it lovely awesome. having the most, you know, pat on the back conversation about <laughs> pod- podcasting that oh, we've had. We? It's this great. We do such a good job. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We should just <laughs> never stop doing it. But um, where can people find you? Where can people find your Um, podcast? So,
2: I guess the podcast um, is On Writing. Mm -hmm. So um, On Writing podcast, you can look it up on iTunes. Most um, podcast directories, uh, uh, underscore on underscore writing is the Twitter handle. Um, If you're interested in me, uh, then uh, Joshua Pomari is my Twitter handle or joshuapomari.com. Dot um, com dot I think it's dot com I should know that mm. um, But uh, I'm I'm all over the social media Despite how much I Will lecture you on It's
0: evils um, Yeah you can find me online <laughs> Absolutely I'm a bit of a hypocrite There myself um, Luke Where can people find you On the On the um, interwebs The devilish interwebs The devilish interwebs Yeah
1: um, I'm still At the Soulshard On twitter mm. Or on The Soulshard.com.
0: Fantastic. It is thesoulshard.com, not, the the not on thesoulshard.com. Not on thesoulshard.com. Yeah, okay, good. Not at the thesoulshard, because that's the Twitter handle. Fantastic. Well, The Morning Bell, you can find The Morning Bell, themorningbell.com.au. I said Morning Bell like three times there, I think. Um, you can have a look at our podcast archives that are steadily creeping up to the big 5-0. Um, <laughs> I believe this is episode 48, not counting the uh, Somerset... Um, files, as we're calling them, uh, like classified files. That makes it number 50 now. Oh. oh, we're oh, definitely 49. well... Yeah. you yeah. Yeah.
2: could you had, I could have had off for a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> mind I <mean> number 50. It <laughs> would <laughs> 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 probably make you feel old, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the 50. <laughs> Downhill it's, now. Um, <laughs> it's curious. Really, we should have yeah. been doing a podcast about podcasting on our 50th episode. That would have made more sense, right? Can you t- can you just delay this? I guess we not. we probably can't because that would be deceptive. Yeah, and they'd find out. It's all right, guys. We won't do that. We won't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's actually
2: winking at me right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: sliding the check. All right. Um, the Somerset Celebration of Literature. We still have a couple episodes coming out there, and I really hope you check them out because they are fantastic. We have um, a special episode from that where we canvas some questions and we asked them to different authors and it was weird because not really they didn't really answer the same question like none of them had the same answer which was very strange um so we really hope you check out that episode and it was good fun we also chatted to a few kids at the um festival uh and teachers and such and their reactions to their favorite book and such and it's just a really fun um time so do check that out uh thank you very much for listening ladies and gentlemen we will be back at the bookstore in two weeks uh, with a very special guest. C.S. is coming on the podcast. Ian will be joining me for that one, and we really hope that you will as well. Thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next episode.